Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth and liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, I have a couple of announcements. Our November newsletter is out. So you can get that at thepropreport.com. I even put, so you go to the menu, it says newsletter, you can pull down, you can find the newsletter there. And I even put in there a special link to where you can see all of the books that we have recommended in past newsletters. So that is my first foray into making a kind of catalog of books, which has already gotten taken down before in the WordPress purge. So I'm a little disheartened, but we're going to get back on track with that. But in the meanwhile, you can see everything we recommended recently. And I have some new t-shirts. So if you're at thepropreport.com and you hit the shop button, you can get in our store. And we now have blue and black propaganda report t-shirts to go along with the light gray. And we have uh, many more sizes. We have small all the way up to actually have a couple of XXLs. I didn't even put them in the store, but if you need an XXL, you can email me at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. And now I feel like we should, it's going to be a, it's, it's an old fashioned Trump era show. A lot of fun, engaging stories that are not like what's in the infrastructure bill. What's going on with the climate conference. Just let's just, let's just have some fun. Yeah, there were some fun stories over the weekend. The shirts look great, by the way. I can see oh, them hanging up behind I'm you. They look one. awesome. I love the new color. Great. Yeah. Blue's awesome. Yep. And the black is too. It looks very anarcho, anarcho-capitalist because the logo looks gold and the thing is black. It's super cool. That's awesome. So over the weekend, as we talked about last week, Trump did go to the Braves World Series game. This was on Saturday, and him and Melania were there. And they were caught on video doing the tomahawk chop along with all the Braves fans. And that just confirms how racist and wrong the tomahawk chop is and how racist anyone who does the tomahawk chop is. But while they were on camera doing the tomahawk chop, you could also hear all the fans around them chanting, let's go, Brandon, let's go, Brandon. As I turned around, I looked up at the president and or former president and Trump laughed along, which, of course, outraged people that he laughed. He didn't put a stop to it, I guess. I guess he's supposed to tell them to stop chanting. Let's go, Brandon. So that just kind of opened the door to the media coverage of it, saying, oh, now Trump is even more associated with it, even more associated with the chop and the Braves. And that leads us into this story about the Southwest pilot, the guy who is now facing an internal investigation after he allegedly said, let's go, Brandon, over his plane's public address system. Now, there's some confusion around this story because apparently there was a couple separate incidents and they're being kind of conflated together. There's some audio that's going around of, I guess, another Southwest pilot or maybe the same one. It's unclear who says either let's go, Brandon, or let's go, Braves, because the video cuts off, right? At let's go, Brandon. <laughs> But that that happened two weeks ago, and the news going around that right now from various publications in the mainstream are saying that that is the audio from yesterday, but it's not. The only evidence, yeah, the only evidence we have from this more recent incident is from the AP reporter who happened to be writing an article about Let's Go Brandon and was on the plane (laughs) when the pilot said Let's Go Brandon. 
Dude, I just tweeted. I read that story. I had it in the show notes for today. And I just, this is literally my tweet. It says, uh, I would have believed the story was organic if not for the line an AP reporter was on the flight. Yeah. Writing an article about this very subject. Say, oh, my gosh. I didn't even say that in the article that lost me. And according to the own AP reporter's tweets, she almost got thrown off the flight because she demanded that they open the the door to let her in to get a statement from the pilot about why he said, let's go, Brandon. What is she, a terrorist? I guess so. She's trying to stop a terrorist, apparently. So in that article, though, it said like to he said that to gasps of people on board. So it was probably only her gasp. Yeah, she she gasped loud enough for everybody else. She have she has her mask on. She's only going to be able to hear her own gasp anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it's funny. So following up this story, an FBI, former FBI agent and current CNN contributor, because that is the normal pathway that you typically typically go FBI, then to CNN contributor, Asha Rangappa, she tweeted saying that I'd love for a Southwest air pilot to say, long live ISIS before taking off. My guess is that, one, the plane would be immediately grounded, two, the pilot would be fired, and three, a statement would be issued by the airline within a matter of hours. So, equating, let's go, Brandon, (laughs) to long live ISIS. This is where this is heading. They're trying to take these two really distant pieces and themes and tie them together because they want, let's go, Brandon, to be a terrorist chant of the radical right. I have a story about ISIS and how ridiculous that whole narrative that's emerging is in Afghanistan, which I'm going to bring tomorrow. But I did want to talk about the Southwest Airlines thing just for, on the one hand, the charm of Southwest has always been that they let the personalities of their crew shine through because Southwest was always the budget airline. And the reason you were okay with it, waiting online, not having a reserved seat. I mean, back in the day they had, maybe they do still had backwards seats. I mean, ugh. But the people were funny and cheerful. And I mean, everybody knows how making somebody laugh can just get you past. I mean, you can be short, fat and ugly and still get a gorgeous broad if you've got a good enough line. So yeah. I always thought that's what and and in order to have humor and charm like that, you have to take some chances because you're really not going to reach anybody if you don't hit home a little bit. Now, I've got lots on what you're talking about if you are. One thing to button up this with is they did release a statement yesterday saying that they condone, they do not condone employees sharing their political opinions and blah, blah, blah. They're conducting an investigation. They won't allow divisiveness coming from their employees. The fact that they're actually spending money towards an investigation based on something that, for all we know, could be totally made up because it's coming from this AP reporter is a little bit bit ridiculous. But that's the position that companies now feel they have to be in because they have to virtue signal if just any one person claims that they did something something wrong and the media stories on this on the right are about the hypocrisy about how well the left used to say kill donald trump or they had plays about donald trump getting shot which is true but the story here to me is i pointed this out a while ago right when this let's let's go brand thing emerged is that they are trying to get this to the point of where they're going to be censoring intent they're going to be censoring sarcasm which you've talked about a long long time ago with that google thing and they are trying to make this into one of those AOK symbols of a white nationalist threat. 
Definitely, because it's so powerful, because it's humorous, it's innocuous, it's clever. I've got some Halloween night funniness about that. But I also wanted to say with Southwest, I remember when the the U.S., the FC, no, that's communications, FAA, has an unbelievably immaculate record. It's enough to make you think that a giant bureaucracy can actually work. It's not necessarily going to be efficient, but it can work the way we have such a great reputation or history record of not having fatalities on U.S. commercial run jets for decades. I mean, the the only couple I can think of over the past 10 or 15 years, I ha- I'm suspicious about. One was a 9-11 widow, an activist, went down and a commuter jet uh, to Buffalo and then the Southwest Airlines one where something crazy happened and like the engine piece came off and it went through the window and some heroic teacher or something got sucked out the window, but then they pulled her back in and the airline pilot was uh, the female Sully who actually had already had a media presence and every news article interviewed this one guy, Manny... Manny Melendez or something. I don't know, like a guy with an alliterative name, but it was always the same guy. And the pictures had all the people there without their masks on to the point where they had to actually write a Wall Street Journal article saying people don't really know how to use their oxygen masks. And if you look at it, it's preposterous because if the window blows out, there's no oxygen (laughs) in there. So you're not conscious. If you don't get your, your oxygen mask on in time correctly, you are unconscious and maybe dead. So it was a ridiculous story. And it's like, why would Southwest Airlines go along with this? It's clearly not true. And I don't know, but Southwest Airlines looks like they're playing a role like Carnival where maybe they did something wrong and they're in trouble. Maybe they're being promised rewards. Probably both. And the timing, too. The story being the day after Trump was doing the chop at the Braves game to the crowd of people chanting that. There was pumpkins with Let's Go Brandon. There was Let's Go Brandon flags and people with jerseys with Let's Go Brandon on it. And for and to this story to happen the day after, it just seems like it's a little too perfectly timed. And you just gave me an image of a plane, one of those instances where a plane goes down, then months later they find the black box and they hear the final black box recording as right before the pilot slammed into, his, into the mountain, he said, Let's Go Brandon, and took everybody on the plane <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's not funny at all. Don't give them ideas. So I was, I went to um, my my special son, even though he's way too old to be doing this, likes to go trick or treating. And I took him all weekend. I'm really trying to get out there and um, put myself out there. And we went to so every single event he was invited to. I took him to. So last night we went. Actually, it was quite lovely. Really nice people. We went to their house to trick-or-treat around their neighborhood because here it's weird. Like, there are totally dead neighborhoods, and then there are trick-or-treating neighborhoods where people drive to and just, like, wipe out the candy. It's really a bummer. Like, parents drive the kids around. I'm like, just drive to Target and buy five bags of candy. What do you – you know what I mean? Like, whatever. So I went over, and I walk up, and I see at the – there's a pumpkin in front of the house where we were going, and really, really nicely carved into the pumpkin. It's very hard to get the B right was LGB. LGB was the was the pumpkin. So I looked at it and it's like, oh, that's nice. Like I never really see pumpkins with like initials and whatever. Like, well, we're part of the LGB FJB community. 
And well, and I was just, and this is in LA. You're not expecting that. And I'm like, the LGBT. I just, boy, did I start laughing. And then I realized that the older son who was handing out candy was dressed as an In and Out employee. Now, In and Out closed all its all its really? restaurant, gr- <laughs> yeah, for not um, because costume. they won't check vax cards, so you're just not allowed in. But his name tag was Brandon. Which I just died laughing. That's great. It was so clever, the whole thing from start to finish. And it was so subtle. And like all the kind of people in the neighborhood who would object to that would never, they'll see LGB and they'll just be like, oh, right on. So this Let's Go Brandon thing is is spurring other types of memes that people can show, you know, their beliefs and what they think. The In-N-Out Burger thing. That's That's a very interesting, creative costume. Yeah, I thought that was good. Because did you hear that In-N-Out is objecting to the... Yeah, so they're they're they won't allow people into their dining rooms if they are required by some kind of hassle factor. I'm not even sure I would call it a law to to check for vax cards. So for me, the let's go Brandon thing, I am not okay with the fact that the the reporter who did this isn't really being called out. There's she's they're saying she made a mistake and in the articles I read, other than like right then and there, it didn't even have her name. Do you know her name? I have it in my notes. It's not I top of mind, it. right? No, it's not top no. of mind. So it's Kelly Stavist. S-T-A-V-A-S-T. I think it was NBC. It was NASCAR and NBC. Oh, I thought you were talking about the AP one from the Southwest. No, I no. don't know what that no, one is. No, I'm so. talking about the one who did Let's Go Brandon. And in one of the articles I read, because even just investigating it, I was just freaking firehosed with propaganda. It said, oh, the right is saying that this is evidence that the mainstream media is always covering for Biden. And but that wasn't my reaction at all. My reaction was this is evidence that the media is there to do the exact opposite of what they say they are there to do. They are not there to expose things. They are there to cover them up, to control the narrative, not to expose the facts. And this is an absolute perfect example of it. She was there and she literally tried to cover up what was really happening. And and I did also notice like the offensive filth they spewed at Trump with decapitated heads and stuff. And there was I I mean, there was no whitewashing it with a cute, hilarious saying. I did not see and perhaps I missed it. I didn't see Fox Sports cut to Trump at all during the game. I don't think you would have known he was there if you're just watching it on the game and you didn't get on the Internet. And uh, speaking of the way the live shows are, we talked about this. And I found it in one of these articles I was reading. NASCAR and NBC have since have since taken steps to limit ambient crowd noise during interviews. But it was too late. The phrase had already taken off. They were doing it before. And the fact that they're trying to do that for that reason is outrageous. I was wondering that exact thing. Because of those post-game baseball shows where all you hear is the background chants. Like, they're going to try and get remove the background noise, just like we remove the background you know, noise if there's a guy cutting the lawn outside. They're going to try to do that with the Let's Go Brandon chants. I wouldn't be surprised if they replace it with something else because they have been doing that. Yeah, they've had soundtracks for years. I was Somebody told me once, I was like, don't tell anybody, but in the new stadium, they have like a sound. And I don't know if it was sound enhancement or just completely unrelated sound piped in. Yeah, you can pipe in fan sound. The fa- Falcons gotten yeah. a little controversy over doing that, so trying to make it seem a little more exciting yeah. than it was. And 
they had a perfect example, a perfect excuse to do it when the fans were made of cardboard. Who could blame them? So, uh, so on this same story about the airlines, American, there was an article on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Talk about a cover up. It's unreal. American Airlines canceled thousands of flights over the weekend. They said what happened was, this is what they actually said. Gusts of wind on Friday caused them to cancel some flights. And then that created this ripple effect where all the pilots and stewardesses were in the wrong places and they couldn't figure it out. As if, as if air travel is something that just popped up out of nowhere and nobody knows how to rein it in. This was, none of this stuff was ever, all these things were pertinent facts before COVID. None of it was ever a problem. And they just keep hammering home that we laid everybody off for COVID and we expected them to come back to work and they're not. In reality, this is about vax mandates coming down all over the place. So I don't know what I didn't see what Americans deadline was, but today is the deadline in New York City and 20, I think it's 23% or 23,000 workers in New York are not vaxxed who are mandated to be vaxxed. And they did get thousands of people to comply from the mandate alone. And I would just like to say, I have two things to say about this, but first, just a little back and forth, if you will, about what kind of morality is it okay to threaten someone's livelihood in order to get them to put an experimental drug into their arm that they do not need to cure an illness. And it's not just threatening their livelihood. They talk about the vaccine, get vaccinated, not for you, but for everybody else. If you're threatening the livelihood of these essential workers to the point of where they're going to walk off the job, or they're not going to be allowed to go work, then you're also threatening the lives of those who they help. So by creating yeah, and, that shortage. Right. Yeah. And I think that a lot of these shortages, first of all, I think they did the stimmy checks, the lockdowns, the fear tactics, all created a labor supply shortage because it actually should have been a labor surplus during lockdown. And that flows into this vaccine mandate labor shortage, but it gives it a lot of cover. Now, I personally think that they must have accounted for 25 percent noncompliance. They just had to have it would have been crazy of them not to. And it seems to me that across the board, including in transportation and public services and everything, it's an opportunity for them to cut people out, to replace it with tech, to get subsidies probably to replace it with tech. And by slowing down transportation, this was something I started talking about like a year and a half ago when I identified the hack attack scenario next to the lockdown scenario as actually more pertinent that they were going to slow down movement between countries that world government would be in the form of big pharma a lot of stuff like that and i think these transportation issues are going to translate into that because they're going to make smaller schedules so now you're going to have unreliable transportation it's going to be hard to get on a plane they're going to be late very third worlding and likewise with these firefighters and cops and stuff, they can start replacing these expensive union workers with kind of less skilled social workers, more AI, even Kasim Reed, who's running again for mayor. That's just ridiculous, in my opinion. In Atlanta, yeah. Was so corrupt. But that he came out and said um, one of the things he was going to do to fight crime, lo and behold, the crime spiked just as they put all these policies in that was clearly designed to spike crime, that he's going to put in more red light cameras, more license plate readers, more equipment for the cops. Like you can see what's happening here. It looks like a bit of a crisis. It looks like they're getting bit in the ass, but I don't think so. And I have one more killer after you're finished. 
Kasim Reed, just to point this out, is or was when he was mayor of Atlanta, part of that 100 or 1000 mayor pro- program out of the United Nations where you get all these you subvert the whatever the governments by getting the mayors to get on board. They have international conferences these guys go to. I mean, that is really that should be illegal. And he's running again now. So and he, he was at yeah. the Council on Foreign Relations thing a few years back. It's I think there's he it's was, not a it's um. I think in the plans for him to yes, be there again. Good point. He was on the he was head of Atlanta when it became one of the 25 sustainable city things. The IAEA. I did a lot of coverage of that because I was on WSB at the time and local stuff was very interesting to me, especially when it was the prototype for the international global zoning laws and stuff to come down. They picked places that would pay for it. So he had the taxpayers pay for this. It was really, really bad. But one thing that Byron, actually Byron sent me a couple of these stories that he said, pointed out that Congress, the judiciary and the post office are all exempt from the vax mandate that Biden is pushing down. <laughs> Can you believe that? And and when I read the debunking of that claim, it was, well, he doesn't have authority over the judiciary. He doesn't have authority over the legislative branch. He only has authority over the executive branch. And the post office is kind of <clears throat> outside all of it. And I'm thinking he doesn't have the authority over companies that have over 100 employees, but he acts like he does. They never report that it's really something OSHA has to do, that it's totally non-binding. And, and low... Can you believe that? Doesn't surprise you, right? Not in the least bit. (laughs) I just find it interesting, too, that this explanation about the wind being the reason the planes are are grounded and the weather being... It's just such a bogus explanation, and and we're being told these explanations over and over again. And everybody... Well, you know, a lot of people point out that it's bogus, but it's like, okay. I mean, it's so obviously bogus. Right. It's they just pretend like it's not really it's like Democrats who knew that Bush did 9-11 and now have to say conspiranoids are Republicans. Yeah. There was a Chipotle strike yesterday. Chipotle. 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 Right. Yeah. Chipotle. Excuse me. I did not mean to offend those who are (laughs) um, who enjoy Chipotle with Tex Mexican roots. Yeah. Their employees in New York City went on strike to protest the working conditions and its annual Halloween promotions, like a buy one, get one free. And according to a press release by a service employees international union in that area. So the workers union has co-opted these employees. The SEIU or whatever, that international one. Yes, it's the service employees international union. Right, right. Yeah. The employees in the Bronx walked off the job to participate in a rally to protest the company putting profits before people. This is this Marxist appeal theme that we have seen definitively as a slogan since the George Floyd protest when people when people were criticizing those who were burning buildings. That's when the whole thing about people over property, property over people, profits over people, th- these themes started. And, and this is, I mean, this is a definitive Marxist communist type of slogan. And the workers unions are co-opting these, these employees and getting them to just go out and protest against their company. Was the interesting thing about this protest is is that Ch- uh, Chipotle, is that, did I say Chipotle. It right? Chipotle, excuse me. They 
increased their minimum wage to $15 an hour back in May. So even though they did that, this union noted in their press release that the CEO of the company did not take a wage cut in 2020. So he also has to take a wage cut. So it's you're never going to get satisfaction if you bow down to these these um, basically terrorists. Yes, yes, that's very interesting. And $15 is probably how much they have to pay people to get them to work in New York because it's a function of how far you can live, how far away you can live and still commute to work. And if it's real close, you can't live on $15. So that's why I think public transportation is a subsidy to corporations because otherwise you would have to pay people what it would really cost to either live close or to commute. And the last thing about that was that when you when you point out the wage gap between the lowest employees and the most senior employees or workers, salaried guys, they call it the pay gap or the wage gap. Maybe that's for women and men, whatever. There was all these pay gaps. But what no one ever talks to talks about and is even more shocking is the tax gap. The tax say somebody makes a hundred if the if the CEO makes 10 times what that guy makes, it's probably much more than 10 times, but he's paying a hundred times the taxes or 40 times the taxes, something like that. Like the tax gap is much, much greater than the wage gap. And I wanted to, speaking of striking, I want to talk about those cinematographers. And I actually, remember I said I had known a cinematographer back in the day when I lived out here a long time ago. I ran into her when I was at one of these Halloween events and I asked her about the Alec Baldwin story. So I will tell you about that conversation in the XR. All right. I look forward to hearing about that. Before we get to our final story of the Free 30, which is going to be about the FDA giving emergency use authorization to kids between 5 and 11 to get the vaccine while Moderna takes a back seat. Why now? I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is, as Monica just discussed there, uh, what the cinematographer had to say, as well as the CDC website calls the Black Plague a weapon of war. The difference between then and now is telling. And also, a new study reveals how to tell if your dog is smart. But before we do that, I'd like to thank the sponsor of today's show, which is the Rye Guys. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, Share a laugh and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S.com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. Check out the Rye Guys again. Cool shirts. I love my Rye Guys shirts. Fun, interesting. Start a conversation. You wear their shirts. Monica, what's that coupon code they have? Prop 10. Prop 10 when you check out to get that propaganda report discount. 
Also, we continue to try to expand and improve our offerings. Our premium content now includes a 50-minute commercial free DNB Monday through Thursday, including live streaming video on Thursdays for Rockfin subscribers, and on most Fridays, an exclusive interview with a thought leader, subject matter expert, or particularly original fellow podcaster, as well as our patron-only Q&As on Patreon and deep dives exclusively on Rockfin. So, if you do want to subscribe for some of that content, we have tons of stuff to offer. There's a variety of different tiers on Patreon and access to not only ours, but all of the premium content on Rockfin if you sign up over there on Rockfin. So check it out. Explore what you think is right up your alley. Give it a try. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. Rockfin.com slash Propaganda Report. It is how we support the show, how we keep it going. And we appreciate the support of everyone who has already subscribed. And now on to the final story of the Free 30. Which is... The news is that the FDA approved or gave the emergency use authorization to Pfizer for 5 to 11-year-olds. But Moderna apparently is slowing down because even with respect to adolescents, because the FDA or they and the FDA are concerned about carditis risk in young people from the Moderna vaccine. So Moderna has said that they have done trials and the incidence of carditis is not higher among recipients of their vaccines. Yet, when you look at the Comirnaty FDA approval, which is supposedly the same actual formula, basically, as the Pfizer one, although it's legally distinct, that's the one with the approval. The FDA is still... Uh, allowing Pfizer to be used under an emergency use authorization. And but if you take all the letters to Pfizer and Comirnaty from the FDA, you will see that in there it tells them they have to continue studying things that seem to be an issue, including vaccine enhanced respiratory disease and carditis in younger cohorts. So Pfizer is on the lookout for carditis. They've had reports of carditis and they are being allowed to be given now to kids as young as five, whereas Moderna isn't even allowed in that space at all because of supposedly the same risk, which there's less evidence of towards Moderna from what I can tell. And this is adding to my questions about if Pfizer is being given in this country exclusively to people under 18 for some reason. Because also Novavax, which is a safer, more conventional and more effective vaccine, according to all reports, is just hitting stumbling block after stumbling block. And I feel like that would be the thing that you would give kids if you wanted to give them a vaccine. Yet it's not possible. So you have really basically no choice but Pfizer. And there are mandates at schools. My kids, two of my kids, ironically, they go to the private schools. They are mandating the public school that my other son goes to is not mandating yet until Newsom requires them to do it. But these it looks to me like Pfizer is those kids are being hit with Pfizer for a reason. My I've speculated that the reason might be that the way China just took out several generations or many generations with the one child policy just had a population reset. If this does end up <clears throat> impairing reproductive health, 
especially during the time when reproductive organs are actually developing. People are going into literally puberty. It's during puberty they're giving them this thing. I don't think it's unreasonable to wonder if it's got productive reproductive issues. Then that in itself could be a population reset. And these are a lot of the things that seem to be what happens in war, like a baby bust happens in war. We can talk a little bit more about that in the XR if we have time. But uh, I feel like that's... That's a big thing. And I also want to talk a little bit about, well, I'll give you my Bon Jovi thing. Bon Jovi had to cancel some shows because he had a, quote, breakthrough case of COVID. I think we really need to stop talking about breakthrough cases and start calling it vaccine-associated symptomatic COVID. <laughs> right? Because yeah. why, why is it a, it's a breakthrough case? Like, that makes it sound like the vaccine is doing its best and somehow this thing is coming out when it's easily possible that it's VERS, that it's vaccine-enhanced respiratory disease. Well, that just became a new dictionary word, the breakthrough case, so they just made it official. Oh, yeah, but I, I think that we should, I think I might have to put, I ha- maybe put it in the glossary, vaccine-associated symptomatic COVID. All right. Anyway, so I've got a little bit of a wrap here. Brian, last week, Brian gave a shout out to Jim Gale and to everyone who's joined the Food Forest Abundance Network. He said, if you're looking to increase your self-sufficiency through growing food or homesteading, Brian, our guy, is a Georgia Tech engineer, general contractor, and permaculture practitioner in Charlotte, North Carolina. And his business is called Ecologic Homestead Solutions. You can go to www.ecologichomestead.com. He wants to connect with people, current or prospective homesteaders looking to uh, bring self-sufficiency to their lives. And he's also interested in interns who might want to learn as they go. But what I did not realize when I read that out the first time was that He's actually connected with Jim Gale and he joined Jim Gale's Food Forest Abundance Network. So I thought that there were just people working towards the same goal. They're working together towards the same goal. And I really love that. And a friend of the show who's actually a personal friend of yours, Bankley, from your high school years, names to remain nameless, but he lives up in that area. And he shot me an email saying he connected with Brian. He's super excited. They're going to get together. They're going to check out the landscape at our friend's place. And I just, I love to hear the stuff coming together. I really, really love it. So keep the shout outs coming. Keep me informed and keep connecting with each other because I think that's our best defense. And since he's a UGA fan and they're ranked number one and Brian went to Georgia Tech, then he can probably have a little fun with that too. Oh, see, now you just threw a little wrench in the gears of their butt relationship I think they can handle it (laughs) yeah I think they'll be all right all right you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the propaganda report podcast feed if you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about go to patreon.com slash propaganda report or go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and check us out there we will talk to you tomorrow or in the DMB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.